Yes, America's favourite time of the year has arrived once again, so get your workmates together and take a long lunch. You can catch all the action here, live on SCNZ. We have a couple of gentlemen on the line who will be calling the game for us today out of Phoenix, Arizona. It's Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley, and I think we have Gerard on the line with us right now. How you doing? Izzy, Campy, hello. I've just walked into the stadium, State <laughs> Farm Arena here in Phoenix. So I'm walking around the concourse now towards our broadcast box, and you're going to be with me as I get my first glimpse at the field. But uh, what is it? it, it the, the pre-game shows here have been underway uh, since before 8 a.m. this morning. I flipped the telly on and they were already broadcasting, so that was three hours oh. ago. So they'll do a solid seven hours of, of countdown to the, the biggest game in America, and there is, um, there's, like I must tell you, there's an incredible vibe here in Phoenix. So this week, while we've been here, Kevin Durant got traded here to the Suns, and his merchandise <laughs> goes on sale today, and that's a major event. Wow. The Golf, the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is one of the iconic mm. tournaments of the year. We went there yesterday. There were 220,000 people on courses, uh, like wow. nothing I've ever seen in, in terms of a golf event. And then... They've got the main event, which is the, the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a week to be uh, in Arizona. I was lucky enough a few years ago to go to the Waste Management, straight to Miami for the Super Bowl when the 49ers lost <laughs> to the Chiefs. So it is a week to be over there, Gerard. Look, tell us, do you, do you get nervous? Do you get nervous the morning before calling the Super Bowl? Is there anything you can't do? No, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I do feel just a little bit nervous. Mainly, I feel exci- I feel the excitement of it. So the magnitude of it, the, the immensity of it, it's just bigger than anything else that I get to go to. And the only thing I think that rivals it is is the Olympics, the 100 metres final at the Olympics mm. for men. And those years where Usain Bolt ran in those, and I was in those cities for each of those. Um, that's the only thing where that they... The um, environment crackles in the build-up to it. There's this incredible countdown, and then everybody's funneled in the same direction. It's it's quite a brilliant setup here, where it's a, a host city. So there's three parties involved in a Super Bowl. There's the two competing teams and the host city, and the host city feels a, a tremendous sense of pride and responsibility that they get to host the game. It's the third time that it's been in this stadium, which I'm just getting a look at the field now. It's absolutely glorious. We're down the end where the, the Chiefs end zone has been painted and the Eagles at the far end and this this mega screen. So from our broadcast position, we'll look at a mega screen at the at the opposite end. And Aaron Sipos's image is up there right now. So he's the Australian punter who's won his place oh. back in the Eagles team. So, yeah, there, there's this this huge collective ownership over the events, and you can feel it from the moment that you land here, and it builds, I feel like it builds exponentially day on day, and then the, the lot around the stadium today has all what they call the tailgates, parties, concerts, and while there's about 70,000 people inside, there's usually about 200,000 people in the precinct just wanting to feel part of it uh, in the hours before kickoff. Hey, Gerard, I know Ben's with you there, mate, but if you ever need a shotgun and you want a Kiwi voice added to that NFL uh, next yeah. year, give us a yell, mate. I'll come over there. Uh, we've got the Philly captain on later on in the show. What, what's the fans been like? Who's the most passionate fans here, Philly or KC? Nah, Philly. So I got uh, I got told a, a breakdown today that 23% of the tickets have been sold in Philly and 7% of the tickets have been sold wow. in Kansas City. 
So, the, and that's been visually, in what we've seen, that's been really obviously the case. There are more Eagles fans here. They are rabid fans. <laughs> uh, my first Super Bowl was when they won in Super Bowl 52, and uh, they beat the Patriots, and that was unforgettable. Uh, and then I had the good fortune earlier this year to, to go to Kansas City for a Monday night game and, and see that fan base in its natural environment. They they hold the record for the loudest roar in NFL history. It's a decibel level, which is one of those jealously guarded and quite silly measures. But they have um, they sort of got a sculpture dedicated to it that they're not to be beaten. So they're, they're intense in their own way, but they're not traveling in as big a numbers as the Philly fans who are... So they live their underdog status. They, they draw on the, the, the Rocky connection, the fact that they have a statue of Rocky in their setup. Their coach plays heavily to that. He said ahead of the championship game that the night before he was watching, watching Rocky Four, and that's the music that he relies on. And they want them to be, they want them to be underdogs and to be tough and hard. And, and their fans are pretty unrelenting. In fact, I was told the story that they, they put a... Uh, they put a cell, a lockup, in the basement of their stadium so that they could arrest and process those fans who were the wrong side of it all in the stadium before bailing them out and sending them on their way. So it was a one-stop cop shop as well as uh, as well as a football stadium. R- ridiculous, really, when you think about it. Oh, let's talk about the game itself. What's your gut leaning towards and what have been the main storylines leading into this week? So I think there's there's an acceptance that the Eagles are the best team, a collective, mm. but there's an acknowledgement that Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Chiefs, is the best player. And then it becomes a, a question of, in sport, what do you believe in? Do you believe in the, the Superman player or do you believe in, in the overall setup? So we're going to have a real case study of that today. They have incredibly similar records throughout the year. In fact, they have scored the exact same number of points to lead the league. So uh, there's a lot that you can't separate them on. They've got lovely linkage as the Kelsey brothers are playing in a game on either sides. That's the first time it's happened. Andy Reid is uh, the most successful coach in Eagles history, and he's about to become the most successful coach in Chiefs history. So He's, um, he's the man on one side of it with a, with a great connection to both teams. Um, yeah, so there, there's also the most dissected games that you could ever imagine. And the more you watch, the more you read, the more detailed and layered the, the statistics get. But um, that, that counts for something, but it doesn't dictate everything once the game starts. On both sides of the ball, the Eagles are flying at the moment. But defensively, they have been on point throughout this tournament, throughout this competition. So how does how does Patrick Mahomes, we know how important he is to this Kansas City Chiefs and his connection with Travis Kelsey at tight end. We know that's going to be where they're going to be attacking. But how does Patty Mahomes unlock this defence? Running game, throwing game, getting out of the pocket, what is it? I think it'll be his throwing game, but he's going to have to improvise. They've got a lot of injuries in their wide receiving core. So you mentioned Kelsey, and, and he really does shape as he's the he's the player that Mahomes will most trust and will most rely on, I'm sure, in the game. Uh, yeah, is the Eagles have been masters of the sack throughout the year, so they've been able to get to the quarterback. And in fact, you have to go back decades to the Chicago Bears teams who were... Um, who are almost infamous for the way that they could rough up the quarterbacks. Is That's what the Eagles will be trying to do. So Mahomes will have to get a lot of protection from his O-line. 
And that's what failed when they got thrashed by the Buccaneers a, a couple of years ago is Mahomes spent his whole day going backwards because he couldn't get mm-hmm. any protection and he finished that game without a touchdown and with two interceptions. And uh, he didn't play horribly. It was it was they got totally overwhelmed by the defence coming at them. So that's on the Chiefs' offensive line to be able to provide him protection and time. And if Mahomes has time, Mahomes will win the game. So... I feel like if you're going to boil it that down to one equation, it's what you've identified there. MVP in my books, uh, mate. What about Andy Reid? I was looking at the stats of, as a coach, like coming through as a quarterback coach. He obviously works really well on the success that the quarterbacks have had. But the coaches that have gone through under Andy Reid and had some success as well, if he wins this one, Andy Reid, does it define him as probably one of the best ever in, in the NFL? Yes, yes. He's starting to have the raw numbers to back that up anyway. And um, if Belichick is the great defensive coach of the era, then Reid is starting to be recognised as the great offensive coach of the era. To have the record across two teams, he got so close with the Eagles, but he ultimately uh, couldn't win it with them. Um, I think there's a bit, there's a lot of legacy at play in all of these sorts of games, and there's definitely legacy here. Um, Reid is... Uh, so fondly regarded, I think, in the in the annals and the history of the game. And, and if he adds a second Super Bowl today, then even more so, that would vault him even more so. What about Paddy Mahomes? I oh, know he's been dealing with a high ankle sprain, and, and we know the NFL and the magical formulas that they 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 seem to come up with to get these players through their performance. Has there been much chat about Paddy Mahomes and his ankle? Yes, yes, I think it, it totally dominated all discussions on the way to the championship <laughs> game, and uh, he was obviously hobbled to a degree, but but he found his way to to overcome that, including a scrambled run at the end, which is the only reason that they're here. So uh, that yeah. yes, I would suggest to you that there's been an obsession with that over time, but this week it's been less so. So he's clearly overcome it to a degree at training where he's been relatively unimpeded. I'm sure he won't be quite as dynamic and mobile as he would be fully fit but it's three weeks Mm. on from it now so yeah clearly had an impact in that first game i expect it will have uh, he he will have figured out how to how to play within whatever limitations he's privately experiencing all right should we expect a high scoring affair and who are you backing yeah i feel like we should i think it'll be I think the winner will be in the 30s and maybe the loser will be in the high 20s. That, that's sort of where I, I've pitched, maybe sort of something like 27, 33. Um, and I do have a leaning towards Mahomes uh, just as a judgment call. I'd love to see the Eagles win as Australia has had two players in Super Bowls previously. One of those is Ben Graham, who's going to be with me. Uh, we've got two in this game and we haven't had a winner yeah, so if the Eagles win, it's a, it's a really big moment in the history of Australian sport. So my heart is drawn that way. But, um, yeah, I, I am a bit of a devotee for my home. So if you nail me down to a pick, that's where I am. <laughs> oh, I was lucky enough to witness him lift his first ever Super Bowl. So I'm hoping he can get it done yeah. today as well, mate. Ben Graham over there with Gerard Waitley. And they are calling it live here on SCNZ. We appreciate your time, mate. Thanks so much. Enjoy the occasion, you lucky bugger. How good. <laughs> yes, yes, and hopefully we're able to put you right in the middle of it with that, with the sense of it. So have a great day, lads. Thanks a lot. Thank you. There they are.
the team over in, with SEN and SENZ calling it live here. And he is a wonderful voice for all sport. He does it all. Very, very clever. And that, Loves and, the sport. Very intelligent with it. Knows, very knowledgeable. And, um, mate, oh, what a game. I can't I, wait. I was just going to say, is he? And they do it really well at the stadium. So when I went over there and did my study tour going through the San Diego Chargers, um, I got to do the press box, so the commentary press box. And, mate, so they go in there, they put them all in these seats, all the press, and they're doing the commentaries and all the journalists are doing the things, and every single play is read out. So they actually don't have to do anything. They sit there eating pizzas, drinking beer, and the and a, and, a, and a woman's voice comes on and says, "That's Izzy Dag. He's just ran for ten meters. He's twenty six out of out of uh, Hawks Bay, and gives you every detail. So you could actually have a blindfold on and lie back in a rocking chair, and all your work's being done for you. So they do a different, you know, like seven hour build up. Mm. What about that? That's an event. Oh, it's that's it's so good. And Brett's come through and just said. Can I just be a little bit humble about my nah, my moment when I went over? Like, I'll tell you a little bit. Yeah, it is a beautiful event. It is so good. Like, you, you, you get to the stadium, they go to the boot parties before the game, and, and you're just walking around. And they do all these silent auctions, actually. And one of the one of the guys I went with last last time we were out there, and we were, you know, Robbie Farrow was there because he runs that tourism company. So he always takes... Uh, pundits over to the Super Bowl and Jonathan Thurston. So we're having a good catch up with all the, the league boys before and it was good. And uh, one of the guys, he actually, you go around this little boot area and they've got all these memorabilia up and signed um, helmets and signed jerseys and whatever you can think of. And there's some awesome gets you can, if you're a sports fan, you love that kind of stuff. Go there and and you'll see it all. But he actually put his name down for the silent auction for a signed OJ Simpson helmet. Anyway, he gets home. A couple of months later, this helmet arrives at his house. He won the silent auction with OJ Simpson signed helmet. And he was like, oh, no, I actually won it. So he couldn't believe it. Oh, it's such an event. Such an event. That was J-Lo, Shakira's halftime. And uh, Kansas City actually come from behind to beat the 49ers. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> in that Super Bowl. And... Um, and that last quarter got the job done. It was an awesome, awesome event. And if you have an opportunity to go, I know Joe from Gizzy is heading to uh, Vegas next year, and he's trying to wangle his way in there. So, Joe, maybe you have a chat to those lads and jump on that bandwagon and head <laughs> you over. Even, you didn't even <laughs> raise a smile out of Joe then when you said that. He just, gave, I know. He, he just looked at you and went, don't bring it up again. I know. I said, I was like, has he got his cans on? Because he kind of just looked down the barrel and like you want to jump through and have a go, but you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that, Joey, no. It was, um, it, was a bit, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. And Arizona leading up with the waste management, oh, so good. Great to chat to the lads. Like I said, live here on SCNZ, the crew will give you all the action for Super Bowl. So Brett from Huntley, just keep your SCN app on, mate, and have a wee listen.